Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Flyers podcast for Tuesday, March 16th. Your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that is really thankful for Jake Voracek today. Yes, I'm very, very thankful for him. Yeah, between that overtime winner and that really great play with Drew on the power play, uh, I think he had himself a game. To keep track of the goings-on with Jake Voracek, follow us on Twitter at LockedOnFlyers. You can send us mailbag questions, keep up to date with all of our episodes, all that good stuff. You can also email us at LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com. We are your hosts. I'm Rachel. And I'm Danielle. And today we are going to talk about last night's overtime win versus the Rangers and give our Phantoms update. Locked on Flyers is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, where we get your podcasts. So subscribe and you'll get all of our episodes here on the Locked on Sports Network. All right, Danielle. So it was a pretty exciting and frustrating game last night uh, between the Flyers and Rangers. On the upside, before the game started, we learned that Michael Roffel was going to be back on the lineup and he was going to play center between Oscar Limblom and NAK. On the defensive side of things, Nate Prosser stayed in the lineup. <laughs> I'm just, you, can, you can't see me sh- shaking my head right now, but that is what I am doing. Uh, Robert Haig and Gus sat again. And for goaltending, Carter Hart was getting the start. We knew that. But uh, Brian Elliott had had an extended practice session, so they decided to rest him and have Alex Lyon back him up. On the Rangers side, they had three guys on the COVID list, which is not ideal. Uh, Jack Johnson had gone through waivers, but wasn't going to play. That's kind of where we are when the game started. The Lions played out pretty much as expected. They kept uh, Nolan Patrick up on that line with Giroux and Voracek. And, you know, the same D pairings with Provy Braun, Sandheim Myers, and Ghost Prosser. So that's kind of where we were going into the game. And uh, I think they got off to a pretty good start in the first period. They looked like they were dominating. And then Joel Farabee to JVR, who had that really nice deke to score the first goal and then Ivan Provorov nets one and he and it was two to nothing pretty early Uh, how were you feeling after that first period I was feeling surprisingly excited I thought the Flyers looked good I I mean that top line just the JVR goal it just what a way to start the period what a way to start the game I was just very excited I liked what I saw But then I was also like nervous in the back of my head. I was like, this, I don't know, this doesn't bode well. (laughs) They either play really good in the beginning or they play really good at the end. So this could all fall apart. (laughs) The second definitely didn't help me. (laughs) No, it did not. And, you know, the Rangers broadcast made an interesting point that the Rangers were especially out of sync in that first period because they hadn't practiced. 
that they mm. took a day off. And so it was going to take them a period to get back into it. And sure enough, that is what happened. And the second period was kind of a mess. The Rangers just came out swinging, I think, and then also got a little bit rough and tumble in that period as well. Mm -hmm. So it kind of sucked the Flyers into making some really bad decisions, I thought, and it really exposed the weaknesses of the Flyers' D that we've been seeing recently. Yeah, I think that's completely true. And I mean, with Panarin back in the lineup, he's just... He just the the offense just runs through him, and I felt like in that second period he was able to really get to his game, which um, put the Flyers just in tough situations where they the defense weren't wasn't able to bail them out. No, and th- like they their positioning was way off, and it was allowing the Rangers to get some really uh, high danger chances, and you know I think that that's ultimately what allowed them to crawl back into it during that period yeah uh, absolutely right how did you feel about that whole thing with Smith and Nolan Patrick and Jake Voracek going after him I mean I don't know obviously I think Brendan uh is it Brendan Smith or uh, Mm -hmm. I think that he's you know that's what I expect from some of the Rangers that I don't know like obviously I didn't like it I thought I'm okay with the Flyers sticking up for each other, um, especially when it's Nolan. I don't know. I just feel like sometimes those things are necessary. And I know that it kind of you maybe in that that time in the game, you don't want to do something like that. But I just thought it was I'd rather see them do that, especially with the outcome that I, I mean, knowing that they won, I'm OK with it. But I hate to say this, but if they don't, sometimes other teams are able to take even more liberties on their players. And like, I feel like that's that's happened in the past. Yeah, I think you're right. I th- I think that, you know, one of the things that people have been complaining about is that the team isn't sticking up for each other and they're allowing, you know, guys to get steamrolled without any consequences for it. And, you know, I certainly don't like unnecessary headhunting or like going after people just because it's so dangerous. You never know what's going to happen. And uh, to your point with Nolan Patrick there as well, you know, you don't want him risking any head injuries by getting into a fight. So it's good that Jake kind of stepped in too. But yeah, you know, I think it did show something. So I do understand the desire for those things to happen. But I still get a little nervous every time it does. Yeah, same here. So the third period, I think, you know, was just kind of a beautiful mess for lack of better words. I think that both teams made a lot of mistakes. The refs made a lot of mistakes that, you know, puck over the glass was not tipped. They should have had a five on three. But and then, you know, they did score on that power play. And then, of course, the Kevin Hayes goal that was taken back what with a legitimate offsides, but it just shows you how dumb the offside rule is. Oh, for sure. And that's so unfortunate because, like, how awesome would it have been if that goal counted? Like, Hayes needed that goal. I needed that goal from Hayes. <laughs> like, we all wanted the-, <laughs> the game to end earlier. <laughs> exactly. And... You know, I, I've been pretty critical of that line, especially his line and especially Hayes on that line. And I really wanted that that goal to count. But you're right. It was so blatantly obvious. You really couldn't do anything about it. 
And you really just wanted a moment where Hayes to step up against his old team, kind of like he did last season. But looking back at it now, since the Flyers won, you're not upset about it. But man, if it would have went the other way and they had that opportunity, I'd have been pissed. And then in the overtime, I would say that was just irritating more than anything because the Rangers were just playing keep away the entire time. Mm-hmm. And it was really frustrating because the Flyers were just doing what they could to try and get possession back. And it just wasn't working. Like the Rangers were taking it back and then just skating around with it for a while. And luckily, <laughs> Kincaid made that supreme tactical error with that weak pass that Jake was able to cut off and score that OT winner. But man. Yeah. And it was like they were playing keep away to exhaust the Flyers out on the ice. But to me, it just didn't feel like even when they the the Flyers were tired, they weren't getting like premium shots on net or like scoring chances. So I don't know what they were doing, but you're right. Um, Jake kind of just took the game in his own hands. It was like, give me this. <laughs> I'm ending this game, which I appreciated. I did too. But you know who else I appreciate? RockAuto.com. I've been trying to do maintenance on my car myself, especially during the pandemic, give me something to learn. And Rock Auto is the perfect place to go to get auto parts. Their prices are reliably low. They're the same for everybody. And they don't even require a membership or an account login. So easy to use. Oh, completely the best website to use for your car. I actually just told my brother about it this weekend and he was able to uh, log in and get whatever he needed for his car. So I I really like that. I mean, their family business, I referred my family to them. I trust them. RockAuto.com has been serving parts to customers online for 20 years. And when you go to RockAuto.com, you can shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of different manufacturers. They really have everything. Engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, anything you need, you can get in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Betting on the Flyers doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Subscribe to the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get podcasts. All right, Danielle. So before we get into the Phantoms, just kind of wrapping up on last night's game versus the Rangers, just kind of looking at the game overall, I think one thing that stood out to me was the success of special teams, which have been severely lacking for most of this season. The penalty kill killed off all three of the Rangers penalties. And, you know, if you sort of count that offsides goal, the power play was three for five. It was technically two for five, but you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I have been complaining about the power play, I feel like, forever. So for it to come up big in uh, last night's game, just amazing. It was much needed. And they were really good, hardworking goals. I mean, it was pure skill and just the Flyers getting into position that on the power play that gives them the best chance to 
produce, uh, which we saw that they did. Oh, man, like, I mean, the Farabee goal, what a shot. The Giroux goal, what a play. What a pass from Voracek. Like, what else could I ask for? I was just so happy. Like, who would have thought that special teams would come up big in a game? Exactly. And I think that, you know, having Giroux and Voracek out there together on the power play is very important because mm-hmm. they are so creative. And if you give them room to make things happen, they absolutely can do it. And I think last night's game was a prime example of that. Oh, for sure. And they just have the added bonus of playing together for years. So they're they're very comfortable with each other and they know where the other person is going to be and they're able to make plays like we saw last night, which, I mean, obviously you want skill on your on your power play, but to have that chemistry already there from just years of playing together is just icing on the cake. And I think the other th- main thing we need to talk about from last night's game is the performance of Carter Hart. Uh, how did you think he did? You know, I didn't think that Hart was completely solid, but I thought that he played well enough to earn his earn the win. I think so, too. I think there's definitely still room for improvement. And, you know, the numbers, I think, don't paint as strong a picture as his performance actually was, just simply because the Rangers didn't have a high volume of, of shots. You know, at even strength, he saved 16 of 20, and he was perfect on the penalty kill which was very important to that game but some of the saves he made were very good very poised and I think you know there's maybe one of those goals maybe maybe two that he would want back but the vast majority of the failure was on the Flyers D that people were so out of position that he just got picked back like backdoor or just you know Panarin has a great shot like what are you gonna do about that you know (laughs) there's some ones that you just have to just you know take in stride and you know as steady as he was I just thought that it was more important that he like needed this win just for his confidence it honestly at this point it doesn't matter like the the stats that he came away with it was just that he needed a win because he hasn't gotten one in so long exactly and you know speaking of goaltending I think that's a good way to transition the conversation to talking about the phantoms and man Alex Lyon poor guy so we talked about it a a little bit last week but Alex Lyon had been sent down Uh, from the taxi squad uh, ostensibly to get some playing time did not work out too well for him but the phantoms overall started the weekend second in the division they were six two and two just behind hershey they had you know it's been a weird season with injuries with a lot of them but they just have a lot of guys available and so they've been able to kind of mix and match to put together i think pretty successful lineups overall uh the other thing happening was that we got word that the ohl was in sort of the latter stages of planning its comeback so we're not sure exactly what that's going to mean for zade wisdom but we shall see the other thing that was going on is that the binghamton team had some COVID problems so As we talked about earlier, 
that first game of the weekend was cut short after one period and it ended in a 1-1 tie. So there's not much to take from that game, particularly as a result, the game that was supposed to have taken place later in the weekend did not. It got rescheduled for April. And so we really only have one other game to talk about when they played Hershey. How are you feeling about the Phantoms right about now, Danielle? I don't know. I keep going back and forth, right? Like, I'm loving that they're winning. And so I'm just thinking like, okay, maybe they can make it into the playoffs. But then also, it's just exciting to see prospects score their first goal or make really good plays. Or like you said, just be able to finally have enough players and enough talented players to mix up the lineup and to have find different combinations that work and help the fandoms be successful. So, you know, overall, I'm very... I'm very pleased with the fandoms. Like, yes, there's definitely things they need to work on and they need to improve on, but watching their games is not as stressful as watching the Flyers. And (laughs) maybe that's because they're not in the NHL, but uh, there's always a player making like a really good play or a really fun move. And so they're just exciting to watch. I absolutely agree. They are fun. And I think that Scott Gordon is doing a tremendous job in putting the lines together to give everybody the best opportunity to succeed. You know, given the personnel he has available, he's just putting together really good combinations of players. So, for instance, in the game against uh, Binghamton, he put together Isaac Radcliffe with Mueller and Tyson Forster. And that's like a good combination of experience and youth and people being allowed to be their best and and show the best parts of their game because they know that the other players on those lines are good at the things that they are not. Yeah, just, I mean, he's putting a lot of players together to just complement each other's uh, the, each other's style and um, they're able to find success which is you know it's exciting to see it really is and I think the other thing is that some of the guys that maybe were struggling a little bit at the beginning of the season are starting to get better and better specifically on the defensive side with Aor Zamula and Wyatt Wiley I think their defensive play has really come a long way in a short period of time Yes. Uh, and I've been, I, I knew it was coming with Zamula. I knew I've been waiting. I He just needed to get his feet under him with playing games consistently. And I think once we, we, see, we saw that happen, you start to see him get more comfortable and you start to see the skill and the reason why the Flyers signed him um, and, and are so high on him. And the same with Wyatt Wiley. I mean, he... You can see the skill and the reason why he was the number one defenseman um, on the silver tips. And you can see that kind of translating slowly into the AHL. And I'm just excited to see like how far they grow this season, because like you said, they are growing and, you know, in a short period of time, they're already getting better. And I don't know if that's just them getting excited and it's just a fun, a fun team to play on. Or if it's just Scott Gordon that he's just able to unlock something in these kids, um, but but he is be, he is getting really good play out of a lot of them. And speaking of that, you know, in that game versus Hershey, which the Phantoms won four to one, we got two first 
pro goals from those kids in Tyson Forster and Wade Allison. Wade Allison in his first pro game. <laughs> I, I love that kid. I I mean, he's not he's not a kid. <laughs> he's like in his 20s. But um, that exact skill is what we saw at like Flyers development camp and why we were all so high on him. And I was so worried he wasn't going to sign. The fact that he did and finally we get that. I mean, if Wade can be healthy, this is this is the play that we can get. You know, we've been talking about the Phantoms for the last little bit and the AHL is trucking along, but the NHL is where it's at in terms of the main bets that you might make before they drop the puck each night. And the perfect place to go for that is our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. And while football might be over, we still have the NBA, college basketball, I mean, it's March Madness time, uh, soccer, and even baseball is right around the corner. And BetOnline has you covered with all of those, plus awards, TV shows, and reality TV, which is great if you place the bet to see if Matt and Rachel were still together. Or you can get real-time odds updated constantly and almost on anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with the code locked on on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Danielle, I don't know about you, but I was absolutely stress eating through that game against the Rangers last night. But it was a good thing because I had Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar is seriously the best tasting protein bar on the market. It's been that way for a while now. And I cannot believe how amazing they taste considering that it's low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. And they use 100% chocolate on all their bars. Given that it's March Madness time. Bilt Bar is trying to find out which flavor the fans like the best. So they're doing this little Bilt Bar madness. Do you have any particular flavors that you're rooting for to win the whole thing? Uh, you know, it might be surprising, but I think I'm rooting for a cookie dough just because, I mean, it's my favorite ice cream. I love chocolate chip cookie dough ice cream. And so this year, instead of eating ice cream, I've been eating the cookie dough uh, built bars and they're so good. So I'm rooting for cookie dough, which is kind of appalling because if you've been listening for a long time, I've been a huge like apple almond crisp fan. So I'm kind of switching out and going with uh, my new favorite instead of my old favorite. What about you? Yeah, I was kind of bummed out they put lemon almond cheesecake up against carrot cake in that first uh, round. Because yeah. how do you choose between those two? Lemon almond cheesecake came out the winner in that round. So I'm keeping my fingers crossed that it carries its way through. I doubt it will because it doesn't have chocolate. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so if you guys want to look and see what your favorite Built Bars are doing, go to BuiltBar.com or to at bar underscore Built on Twitter. And remember, use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's LOCKED15 to get 15% on your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. 
Tuesdays on Locked On NHL, it's all about East Coast bias. As Locked On Sabres host Joe DiBiase and Mike DiStefano of Locked On Leafs takes a look at the biggest stories in the Eastern Conference. From apparently Sidney Crosby and Alexander Ovechkin and not Claude Giroux, to the defending champions Lightning, the just-defeated New York Rangers, and the Flyers, a.k.a. everyone in between. Locked on NHL is the place to be for Eastern Conference intel every Tuesday. Subscribe to Locked on NHL wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Danielle, so wrapping up our Phantoms conversation, I think, you know, one other point to be made, much like with the Flyers against the Rangers, is that their power play was starting to look a little bit better. It's still not 100%, but it is absolutely getting there. Uh, what did you think? Yeah, I agree with you. And I mean, one thing we we talked about before is that the fact that the Phantoms were getting more players back that hopefully the power play would start producing. And I think that we did, we have seen that. And, you know, with power plays, is it going to miraculously get better 100% overnight? Unfortunately, no. So it's going to take a little bit of time. The players are going to have to get used to each other, maybe build some chemistry, and then we'll be able to hopefully see a completely different power play, one that is producing and helping the Phantoms win each night. Yeah, the stat sheet for the game against Hershey said they were two for seven, which got seven penalties, Hershey. What are you doing? But, you know, that being said, I felt like it looked a lot better overall, even if they didn't score. The structure was there a little bit more. They had more puck possession time. And so I just felt more confident that they were going to have better chances to score than they have in the past. Yeah, I think that's absolutely correct. Anything else about the Phantoms? They just make me so happy. <laughs> yeah, I hope they continue to because honestly, like you said, much less stressful and a lot more fun than the Flyers sometimes. So looking ahead for the Phantoms, we have a game tomorrow, March 17th versus Binghamton. And then they play again on Friday and Sunday against Wilkes-Barre Scranton. Those pesky pens. Wrapping things up with our Flyers fun thing. I'm doing two this week because, like we said, we had two first pro goals in one game for the Phantoms. Tyson Forrester, Wade Allison, can't leave either one of them out. So we're doing both. Absolutely. Like, we have to showcase our our favorite boys. Yeah. And might I say, Wade Allison, hell of a shot there. Woof. It was so good. Thanks for listening to today's show. We will be back again tomorrow with our mailbag and kind of lead up to Flyers vs. Rangers Part 2. As a reminder, we do want to hear from you. Send us in those mailbag questions via Twitter at LockedOnFlyers or email us at LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com. I'm Danielle, and you can find me on Twitter at Danielle underscore Nick. That's Danielle underscore N-I-C-C. And I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. Thanks for listening and have a great day.